In today's Gospel, Martha and Mary give us an image that we all can relate to. I recall more than a few times trying to get ready for house guests, making beds, cleaning up, fixing dinner, and where is everyone else? On the couch. Somehow not hearing my repeated requests for help. Whether we're working in a hot kitchen or outside in an even hotter backyard, it doesn't take long for frustrations to reach a boiling point when we see ourselves as carrying a heavy load while others take it easy. And here we have Martha, working so hard to get everything ready. And Mary, Mary is just sitting there. Martha has had just about enough. Someone needs to tell Mary to get up and help out. Martha asks Jesus, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. If I were in Martha's shoes, I can see myself making that same request. Why not bring in the heavy hitter to get Mary up on her feet, doing her share of the work? Martha's providing hospitality, after all. Mary should do her part to help. Jesus' response, though, is surprising. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. He takes Mary's side. To me, though, Martha seems anything but distracted. She is laser-focused on the task at hand. How can she be focused and distracted at the same time? Think of it this way. We can be so preoccupied with plans or problems or to-do lists that stretch far beyond the boundaries of the here and now that we lose track of what we should really be focused on. In all our busyness, our attention is drawn away, our attention is drawn away from our intention. We assume that Martha is rushing around making preparations for her guests, for Jesus in particular. Her intention seems to be in the right place. But when she comes to him with her problem, it's all about her. When Martha speaks to Jesus, she uses the term me three times. My sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her then to help me. Martha is racing around worried about how this show of hospitality will reflect on her when she should be focused on Jesus. Martha is laser focused. It's just that she's focused on the wrong thing. It isn't about us or Martha. And our lives, while they would not be easier, would almost certainly be simpler if we stopped being distracted by many things and focused instead on the one thing. And what is the one thing? We need only look to Mary for that. Mary is doing more than just listening to Jesus' words. She's sitting at his feet. It's a form of discipleship. She is listening to Jesus and learning how to be his disciple. Being a disciple of Jesus is the one thing. Being such a disciple may sound easy. In practice, though, we all know how difficult it can be. Our minds just seem geared to wander. And Jesus gets that. Look at the tone he takes with Martha. He doesn't berate her or tell her that she's wrong. He doesn't question the value of her work. He understands her. He says her name twice. 
I imagine him speaking in a soothing tone, as one might calm an angry child. Martha, Martha. This is rare. Jesus uses double names only four times in scripture. But that literary device is important. It's an elevation of the name. It's an indication that this person is someone we need to pay attention to. Someone that we, the reader, can learn from or relate to. Martha is important to Jesus, and her distraction and worry are standing in the way of Martha's hearing and listening and learning all that she needs from Jesus to be his disciple. Jesus sees this and calls her attention to it by saying her name twice. There is only need of one thing, and it isn't food or drink or the best china. The one thing is to hear the word. We need to listen for Jesus as if we were sitting at his feet at every opportunity, maybe even in the midst of distraction. A few years ago, my husband John and I signed up to help make the dough for the Christmas cookies that we bake and decorate every year here at Trinity by the Cove. As with most events, it was extremely well organized. There were separate stations set up in the kitchen with all the ingredients and little laminated recipe cards that gave detailed instructions. Our job was simply to make the dough, and then the next week we would come roll it out, cut out the shapes, and bake the cookies. I am excellent at following instruction. <laughs> I grabbed my recipe card, started mixing up my dough, and then I could get it wrapped up, ready to chill, and my job would be done. Yeah, there were other people there. We were all being pleasant with each other. But this wasn't a social gathering for me. We were here to work. We had a job to do. All I could think about was getting my dough made. After all, it was Christmas time. I had a million things to do. I was ready to check this one off my list. And then Father Edward came in. And he made us all stop what we were doing. Stop, as in grind to a halt. He said a prayer, thanked us all for coming in on a Saturday, and he asked us to share our favorite Christmas memories. Time was a ticket. He even put on Christmas music. He seriously disrupted my speedy and efficient cookie dough operation. <laughs> he came around the room and spoke with each one of us. And when he got to me, he said, it isn't about the cookies, Amy. Huh. He was right. He is right. It isn't about the cookies or the dinner or the lawn getting mowed. Our job the one thing we need to do is listen for Jesus, see Jesus, follow Jesus, be disciples of Jesus every chance we get. All of our little jobs, our preparations, our cookie making, aren't just tasks on a checklist. They're chances for us to work on discipleship. There are distractions at every turn. I mean, you could be sitting right here in church, listening to a sermon, and your mind might have wandered to shopping lists or lunch plans or homework assignments. We can't sit at Jesus' feet. We don't have Jesus in the same way that Mary and Martha did. But we can find him and focus on his word even while we do those mundane household things. Chores like doing dishes, folding laundry, weeding the yard, 
when done with the right intention, can be the perfect opportunity to settle into a meditation and listen for Jesus. Walking the dog, not on your phone, gives us time to focus our attention and our intention on what it is Jesus wants us to learn and how he wants to direct us in our lives. Making cookies or jam or soup can be an opportunity for fellowship, connection, and discipleship. We can use the busy times, not as Martha did, making it all about her. Instead, when you find yourself worried and distracted, take a deep breath, focus. Try and hear Jesus saying your name, 